This generation has been causing us to tear out our hair. But I am a millennial. Every fucking time one of them does the slightest little thing, they fucking celebrate as if they fucking accomplished something huge. I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I want everything to evolve around me. Self-interested. Unfocused. Lazy. Millennial. The most educated generation we've ever had. Millennials put a lot of value in development. We want free food and beanbags. That was water, just for the record. It's not vodka or anything like that. No, 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 no. That's we haven't drink. We haven't been drinking yet in the podcast. You know what? That's like this when is we, the tenth episode. This is the tenth one, and we're still not drinking. Okay, I do have a, but it's not no. Next episode. Next one. Next one. That's for sure. Yeah, it's also a bit more fun. Like if we go to like episode fifty, and then we're sitting and drinking. Should we do a like, tipsy episode? Like when we're like really quite hammered. hammered. And and talk about something very serious. We'll record it no matter what. If we will publish it, that's a question. We'll look into that. Yeah, exactly. But for now, we'll stick to water. Water. Hello, hello, and welcome to Millennials at Work. This week again. Or a week, I don't know how you listen. Maybe maybe you listen like 10 episodes in a row, which could be the case because this is the 10th one. Insane. Exactly. It's Insane. crazy. The, hello? We actually celebrate it. Not, not the 10th one. No, but another milestone. Another milestone. Number milestone. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, yes. We, we can do a quick... Uh, high five. And then we're going to do high 10. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Jesus, Mikael won't like that. Okay. But this is a podcast. If, you, if you're not familiar with us, it's uh, me, Edita, and my fellow colleague and friend, Rasmus. We are both uh, talking about millennials at work and everything which has to do with handling one, being one, and um, just being a young professional in the workplace, in the modern workplace. And we're, we're like that as well, too quite, uh, I wouldn't say career obsessed, but career interested Definitely. millennials. Definitely. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense that we're um, talking about it as well with you. I just, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I just got uh, 20 books in. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus is also our lead reader yeah. in this duo. I don't know much. But you educate but yourself. But I try. I remember when I was graduating from high school, Books were kind of going out a bit, and there was a lot about a lot of fuss about ebooks, uh, e-books and yeah. how Kindle will take over and everything. And they have failed yeah. miserably. It's just no one's interested anymore. No books for the win. For me, it's like a trophy. If I yeah. read a uh, a book on Kindle, wh- how am I gonna show every to the world and to myself yeah. that I've read it? Yeah. I need to have like a physical trophy. So mm. that's how I feel about books. Mm. I think the smell of the books is the nicest mm. thing. You know? A new book. Yeah. I actually also like having a new book and then like tear it up a bit. Like like once I've <laughs> had it. You start with that. <laughs> no, no. But like after I had it in my in my back for yeah. a week or two, it becomes a bit roughed up. And then like, yeah. I like that as well. It's also when you take a book, when you lend a book from someone and it's a bit like scra- scrappy, scratchy, like scratchy a book. That's not the word. It's nice. It's nicer to read because you have like a personal touch. Literally, I from agree. the person, you know. I also uh, mark in my books to actually highlight yeah. things in the, yeah. my books that okay. I think is interesting. This is not a book podcast. This is not a book podcast. Hey, let's but not the, make an app for that. The, a lot of books could be written by 
big authorities Oof. and people who... There's the bridge, there's ladies the bridge. and gentlemen. You're welcome. A lot of books are written by big names, big people, good thinkers and good writers, right? And people who we trust. And, and then there's a different kind of authority that we talk about when it comes to work. Uh, so today's episode is about authority at workplace and how do we deal with that as millennials and how do we work with that, I guess. Yeah. Because my initial feel- feeling is that uh, millennials as uh, a generation has maybe, uh, compared to other uh, generations, most problems with authority. Uh, yeah, with the rebels, we want it our way. Uh, and if we don't get that, then we'll rebel the hell out of it. There will be war. There, there will be war. be war. Yeah. So I think that's that's why uh, this is uh, relevant for our listeners um, and how to um, how to handle it. Because I think that it is possible to be a bit strategic about um, handling authorities or how to communicate with authorities uh, if uh, if you disagree with them. Mm. Uh, but also if you are in a situation where you get to be authority yourself. Yeah, and uh, how to get there and what you do then. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes, we will start with the check-in though, right? We will start with the check-in. We're going to do off-topic today. So I just want to um, give you the chance to tell me what's Free on your mind lately. Oh, on my mind. How do you feel, ADG? I feel great. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound very It's kind of like, it's uh, one of the, th- sorry to interrupt your check-in, yeah, but uh, when uh, at work uh, in Stockholm, everyone says, uh, how are you doing? And then everyone says, fine. Yeah, there's no other answer. There's no other answer. You no. can't answer that question with any anything other than fine. Because imagine if you say that you're not feeling fine, then you need to stop yeah. and talk and, oh, oh, way too much work. So it's... That's my approach to this as well. I'm like, it's great. Yeah. No, it's it's actually great. It's summer. I've been traveling. This episode as well, we're recording in Copenhagen. I've been here for a few days and it's just nice to change the environment around a bit and see those who are not familiar with the both the Stockholm and Copenhagen cultures. Copenhagers are definitely more laid back, Fun. chilled. Good I didn't looking. say that. <laughs> and you can really feel that in the just in the... In the air, you know, it's that kind of atmosphere here and it goes really well together with like that kind of holiday time as well. And uh, it's it's a good place to when you can't really go for a real vacation. Although I did, I did have that as well. I had two weeks back at home in Latvia. So I've been pretty spoiled this summer. I feel very spoiled. You deserve it as well. That's the tip number one. Spoil yourself. And get authority. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What's your... Uh, how are you? I'm also uh, really good. I am enjoying my uh, holiday. I've taken a lot of vacation. I think I have five or six weeks or something. And I that have, you don't know how many you have. I it's have so great. much vacation. I don't even know how much I have. Uh, yeah, so I am having a lot of fun. I bought a new bike, a race yeah? bike. You saw it. I saw it. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm going to go to my parents later today. So I'm thinking of uh, maybe cycling there. Okay. So that's uh, a bit uh, excited about that. You look a bit nervous when you say that, though. But is is it? Have you figured the bike out? It's a proper race bike. It's like a proper race bike. Yeah. It's from the nineties. It looked dope as hell. That's you can uh, find it on my Instagram. Go in and like it. At Rasmus um, Noah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write a a race, amateur race. It's not really a race, but we're like thirty five guys who come together, and then it's uh, we do like a three day race. So I bought it for that. Oh, 
that doesn't give me anxiety. It's just like it feels tough. I, I think it's going to be more fun than tough. Yeah. It's like one of those, if you win, it's great. If not, yeah. then it's fine. But it's a fast bike. It looks fast. You'll probably, you'll be fine. And I have long legs. <laughs> those will help. Great. Nice, nice to hear that you're doing fine. Thank you. Likewise. <laughs> Rasmus. Edita. Authority. Could you explain that in your own, in your own Rasmus words? What does that mean to you? All right. Authority for me means, I guess, power. Mm. Like to um, lead, to take decisions, to um, take decisions for others, to take decisions for yourself. It's power uh, because people listen to you. You affect other people. That's mm. my best explanation. Mm. Do you have something to add? Authority is, to me, when someone uh, looks up to you, not maybe in a sense of like in specifically inspiring way, but uh, looks up to you as a decision maker and uh, somewhat of a leader, depending on what is your uh, role, I guess. I guess most of us uh, want to be some kind of authorities, but authority to me can be also very personal with like uh, authority in your group of friends or in family, you know, as you want to be authority as a parent, I guess, I would assume yeah. most want that. So it's it's a lot, but in the workplace setting, it's someone who has the decision power. People yeah. in charge. People in charge, yes. But, but the charge is also kind of uh, put upon them by by other people and like by this structure kind of, by structure yeah. and hierarchy maybe sometimes i think so and i think that uh, that's what i'm most excited about for today's topic is the difference between having authority to to take uh, authority mm. and say i have authority and to be given authority by uh, the people below you Mm. It's back to leadership. Um, there's some kind of like Instagram, Instagram motivational <laughs> quote right we'll, here. We'll post that. Yeah. Something like uh, leaders lead. Uh, oh, uh, something else follows. Something else follows. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is, but I think it's uh, it's um, very relevant, uh, and especially when in organizations, in traditional organizations, that is very hierarchical. There's the top and there's the bottom. And you always have someone to answer to or mm. that will give you directions. And uh, my viewpoint is that that's not good. Uh, I think that uh, in my ideal situation, people will have authority on themselves. Mm. That, uh, of course, that um, some decisions have to be taken by uh, specific people. But in general, we should, have all, we should all have authority over the things that we, we, uh, we do. Uh, and that means taking decisions. Um, mm. I think authority over yourself, it's for me, it's like a given and it's, uh, it's, it's important for everyone. So I think that authority in the workplace is kind of inevitable because I see it as like our whole lives or like throughout life, we have thought to follow some kind of like or have this authority figure for us so starting from childhood it's your parents and then later at school you have teachers and mm. there's like specific hierarchy there and then something has to be in that place at work as well do you like authority i don't mind authority 
it depends what kind like it depends how it's ex- executed but i've never had problems with someone else managing me or telling me what to do it's what how they, they tell me what to do what, what if yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. what if they say uh, something wrong what if uh, you disagree with uh, what they say but that's also i mean i'm uh, i would say i'm lucky with that but i have that kind of character when i'm fine with challenging authority and people who have been more uh, in a more um, higher position than me have called me opinionated and all of that stuff and that's part of it you know i i'm not uh, hiding away the fact that i'm i'm mostly fine with uh, questioning others authority but not in a sense of like are you supposed to be there or are are you supposed to be in your role it's very for me it's very much are you supposed to, is this the best way of doing it it's it's you know? not challenging the uh, the person for f- for the position that they have no. it's not about it's about finding the best solution yeah for me at least you know what i'm i'm doing a really bad job as the sound um Can sound you hear person the cars today outside? yeah because i just noticed that there's a lot of noise and you listeners also probably have noticed that so now i will go and close the window i'll hold your mic Now I have two. Microphone check. One, two, 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 one. <clears throat> Welcome back. Thank you. Better? It's better. Yeah, Good. thank you. How are you with authority? How do you, how do you look at it and how um how do you maybe experience it at your work? I I think I am very similar to you in the sake of I don't mind authority. I also don't mind uh, challenging it. I actually sometimes get a kick out of it. Uh, I think that um, I'm also aware that a lot of people don't like to challenge authorities. And um, whatever I'm thinking is probably also thought by someone else. So if I can speak up and say something yeah. about it, then I'm also saying something for someone else. Or at least I've, I've heard that from from uh, other colleagues and, and students, co-students. Yeah. And I think it's important. And also for the authorities to uh, get feedback. Uh, just because they are authorities, no matter what they say, I think that they want input. So it's it, it goes both ways. I think that the convers- conversation is always important if there is a disagreement i think for someone who maybe hasn't really done that or feels this urge of like ah this doesn't you know seem right or this doesn't feel right and wants to challenge authority at his or her workplace i'm wondering what are those like first baby steps to take to that because maybe in our case we just have that kind of characters and we don't take things personally and we hope that no one else does (laughs) but if you yeah if you find it more tricky Because it can be really difficult. That's a good question. I think maybe you can go to not the top leader that Mm. you want to challenge, but maybe someone a bit uh, on your level. You can also uh, team up with someone uh, who uh, likes to uh, speak up a bit more than you do. But I totally understand that it is. I also get very nervous when I challenge these authorities. It's definitely because it is uncomfortable Mm. and it is like putting myself out there but then i think it's always good to remember to remind yourself why are you there in the first place yeah if you are if you have gotten into that school or program if you have gotten into that workplace if you have gotten there where you already are it is for a reason so 
in that sense, you probably should be welcome to also kind of contribute to that in terms of sometimes being able to challenge whatever is the authority at your work. Often I hear from my friends that uh, they make it sound like this impossible thing. and But of course, not always the culture is uh, open to that. No, and mm. I think that you can be more strategic about it than just... Hey, I have something to say. This sucks. I, I think I think you can find the right time like, and the oh, right like, millennials. Yeah. Like think about when are you going to say it and what exactly is it that you don't like? Is it not it's not just uh oh, you suck. Uh you can put it in a bit more in in a bit more communicative communicative way so mm. so people understand why why do you feel that? Or just show an example of something else. Like do do something differently but with um we talked about this uh, previously in one of the episodes, I think that leading the change one or changing the organizations, <laughs> where you can show by example mm. and show by some kind of like a piloting things in other places in your organization, instead of going to the and directly challenging the manager, because that can be really, you know, depending on the manager, it can be taken very personally and as an attack as well, of course. But if someone sees it, okay, things are actually working like that. That's one way of doing it. That's a great tip. I think that's how I've mostly, not experienced, but approached challenging authority. I'm the opposite. I'm a more like an impulse guy. Like if like <laughs> something, if I'm in the right mood and mm. on the right day and something has annoyed me enough, then I just, then I can't control myself. Yeah. Uh, but other days when I'm like, fuck that, that doesn't really matter. I don't really care. It's not, I, I'm not going to use any energy on this. So it really depends on also mm. the day for me. Yeah, I scheme things a bit more, I yeah. guess. Like, and You then are like, the planner of you and me. Yeah, ADG. yeah, yeah. Well, what to do? One thing that I want to mention is uh, because millennials also get in positions where they have authority mm -hmm. that could be um, in whatever role you have uh, that could be in your team that could be within the whole organization that could be whatever and um, handling having authority can be hard oh, yes. uh, i talked to a, a friend not long time ago who recently became one of the the youngest leader leaders in a, a big uh, publishing company here in copenhagen mm. and uh, they had a night shift and um, he wanted the team to sit together. Uh, right now, they are spread around their office. So he said to them, now we're all going to sit together. And a few of them simply said, uh, no, Just, we're not going to do it. No. Yeah. And they had a big fight about it. That's a bit like um, back to, to having authority on paper that I have authority over you. It says here in my contract, yeah. and you can see here in the organizational structure that I'm here and you're below Can't that. Can't you see this? I can um, show you. And uh, just by having that doesn't necessarily mean that people will follow you or people will listen to you. And being challenged like that, I think, is hard. Absolutely. It's hard when, when you feel some kind of entitlement, or maybe not entitlement, but like, I work for this, I have authority, you have mm -hmm. to say, uh, you have to do what I say. Because authority just doesn't happen in five seconds either. No. And then if you're the business owner and let's say you pay my salary, then it's different because there's already this kind of like a preset that um, I will um, I will not look up to you, but I will... I will do what you say because <laughs> you pay my bills. I will do what you my, say because I don't want to 
fuck with my salary really but I remember the first first time I really felt like I'm I don't have any authority here whatsoever um in the job setting and the first time when I felt a lot of it um the one where I didn't find <laughs> or didn't feel any was um actually working with kids I'm not a big kid person I don't uh, I, I like them or I don't really mind them but it's more of a I love when people <laughs> say that when they don't like kids. I no, 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 no. I like kids. No, but they, you say... They intimidate me. They look through you. You're like, shit, they can see through all my... <laughs> whew, they, they're scary. And uh, <sighs> I was... Uh, I was uh, they did these workshops in schools in London where you go in and because I was a journalism student, uh, went in and talked about uh, news and they had to write news articles. And even though the kids were amazing, they were like the smartest kids I've ever seen in my life, very well behaved. All of a sudden I was this, I knew that I was an adult in their eyes, but I couldn't really communicate that. I mean, I didn't feel like that at all. I knew who I am to them, but I felt so, <laughs> I felt so weak in yeah. that because that was the first time in, in front of 20 kids who, as I said, feels like they can see through you and all your bullshit. And you're like, oh no, this is, this is not great. Cause you don't really, I couldn't communicate what I wanted to tell them. Uh, that was a tough, tough audience maybe for me at that time. Also being young myself. Um, but, uh, the one time when I did feel really great given the authority, I think the first time in like a full-time job, right. Position, I was responsible for a volunteer group and like solely responsible for them for like, I don't know, 20, 25 people or something. And I put so much energy and work of being like friendly and listening to their needs and like, uh, being fun, uh, smiling and, and attentive and, uh, having their schedules just as they want, you know, maybe a bit too much, but I got so good feedback from them and, uh, and they looked up to me and you can really feel that. And I think a lot of that came from a lot of work and energy and going through that every day. I don't know how would that work, but for that little, because it was for an event, event, it was fine. It taught me a lot about how it's all about communication and how you communicate, how you want to be in a relationship with those those people you have authority over as well and build that trust with them. Definitely. Mm. I think uh, I think the, the, the key uh, for me is uh, building that trust that uh, I can follow you as a leader and that I can uh, respect your opinions. And um, I know that you care for me, so I will also uh, care for you and do what you tell me to do. Mm. Um, I uh, worked with, um, he's now a, a close friend, uh, I worked with a guy who was the uh, HR manager at, uh, at this company that I worked at. And he was really, he was the most awesome authority I've ever experienced mm. because he was so um, great at giving, giving out his authority yeah. uh, to other people and say, you're in charge of that, you can do this, and like giving people a chance to actually um, um, get some kind of um, responsibility. And learn for themselves, I guess. And is... then also he was great at doing the, the, the rough work himself. Yeah. Like you can trust that guy that he will be there with us mm. uh, to, the, uh, to the end. Roll up uh, the sleeves. Yeah, exactly, and get shit done, and like, yeah. um, and that's how you build authority. Mm. That people trust you. That no matter what happens, this person will uh, care for me and listen to me, uh, and also do the dirty work uh, if possible. But then also, uh, as I mentioned, giving out authority when you have it 
I think is one of the most powerful things you can do as a leader or as an authority. To say, um, I listen to you and uh, you have uh, the authority to take the decision that you feel is best. Of course, I can guide you in it or, or I can uh, give you my opinion. Uh, but giving out authority when having it, I think, is such a powerful tool to build trust mm. and build um, loyal team members or employees or whatever the situation that you're in. It's such a difference between managers who hold everything to themselves and like really check on. I had a conversation with a friend recently who said that she has to cc her boss and like three other people in every single email at work no and then way. nothing goes really forward fast because then she gets back these emails but i'm not sure if this is the right way of saying can you say another way it crushes people yeah and like there's no other way that sounds horrible either you have uh well first of all you you may be hired wrong then you need a copywriter yeah. you know, for yeah. your emails but also on the other hand how can you be a good manager and authority if everything needs to... That's micromanaging. Yeah. That's not the good way of managing. No. That's where you don't want to be, right? And if your I authority, think, don't micromanage. No, exactly. In any circumstances, exactly. don't micromanage. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing for millennials, especially yeah. because we are the most individualistic generation so far. Yeah. And if we feel that we are not trusted with our with our work, and of course, I think we're ready to learn. Okay, some of us are cocky, but that's all generations. It doesn't really matter. But we want to have that independence and we ha want to have that trust in us. I think most of us work better from that mm. and being given responsibility. And we've talked a lot about mentorships and all of those things as well. And I think those go very well together, of course. I have one thing to play the devil's advocate. <laughs> I've uh, recently talked a lot with the managers who are uh, from a different generation than us. We have a lot of conversations about millennials, mostly because of this podcast. And then... Um, Some of them really mentioned the fact that a lot of millennials have this kind of attitude of going in and teaching others and not having respect for authority and that they find it really tricky because at the end of the day, there are some things that you just need to learn and you just need to balance in the workplace and learn also as a millennial because every generation up to us have learned that kind of work politics, I guess. Mm. Um, and we're probably the shittiest with that or yeah the most challenging ones and uh, and and managers can find it really confusing because obviously we're hired for skills and, and competences and all that stuff and they want to listen to us but then there's a lot of the, the rebel in us and and how to how to not be too much of it i guess as a as yeah. a young professional no i think it's a good point that If you are one of these, like myself and, and you also, Eddie, like a bit of an outspoken, uh, not really always thinking about that these are also people that worked for 35 years, maybe they know something about that, something about what they're talking about. I think that it's definitely a good point to, to also acknowledge authority as you challenge it. I think the rule of thumb is listening. Yeah. Like showing respect can go together with challenging it as well. Challenging also, it's such a, it's saturated word, you know, it just sounds bad, but it's not supposed to be like challenging authority, right? It's just discussing it's, things. 
Yeah, like yeah, you, exactly. You think one thing, I think another thing. Yeah. Let's talk about it. And of course, when there is authorities or a, a authority involved, then it is per se challenging mm. your opinions to mm. some extent. I think it's time for a summary. Yeah, let's summarize this. And check out. Challenge, but listen. Challenge, but listen. And remember that it's always more powerful to be the authority one can trust than an authority plainly on the paper. Now, I think it's important to say that if you have authority, you can gain a lot of trust by giving out some of this authority and not being um, self-centered and egoistic and like, mm. this is all my power, you can't mm. have anything. <laughs> and like uh, make all of your employees CC you in, in, all, the, in yeah. all the emails that they sent. But actually... Um, putting out some some autonomy and giving some autonomy and some uh, some trust to yeah. your co-workers or employees um, can be very powerful. Yeah, share your authority cake. Because uh, sharing is caring, that's one sharing thing. Sharing is caring. But the second of all, I think we all remember the the managers, uh, the good managers that gave us um, a lot of confidence in ourselves, uh, especially in the earlier years of career. I would say I'm speaking for myself now, but I do have those people who are like, because of giving, because of sharing their authority, I could feel like, I mean, I can, I can get to that level faster myself. They have very sweet spot in my heart. You want to be the manager who people look up to and who they want to be like, right? That's Nobody like wants to be an ass. And if you do, don't be one, no matter what. Then don't listen to this. No, then no. listen to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the checkout? Uh, the checkout is a funny one. How are you going to celebrate the 10th episode? <laughs> um, as I'm uh, having a five-hour train ride tonight, I think I could... Uh, thank you for saving the environment, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Or oh, you're welcome. I could pop those one of those little, the small champagne bottles on the on board. Yes, please do. Alone, sitting yes. there and like sipping my bubbles. That would be very uh, celebratory. Like about three hours in, I will do that. Maybe also have a piece of chocolate or something yeah, to yeah. go with it. Yeah. Strawberries. Strawberry. You can bring Danish strawberries. Strawberries and champagne. That's a very Scandinavian thing. Yeah, that is say. a very Scandinavian mm -hmm. thing. Good. Thank well, you. How will you celebrate? I'm going to meet uh, my friend now. Uh, and we're going to go to uh, something called uh, Den, Grønne Ø, Den Grønne Ø, the Green Island, uh -huh. which is uh, this new cafe that uh, okay. we got a tip on. Um, so I'm going to see that. Nice. And then uh, maybe get a celebratory beer, I think. Or champagne. Or champagne. <laughs> But I'm not that much into champagne, to be honest. Sometimes it feels like it's the societal pressure that yeah, makes is. you pop the bottle. and <sighs> oh, bottle. Those norms. The norms are really hard for us millennials out here. So if you want to hear more about how tough is the life for millennials at work, please tune in also next week or whenever you listen to the podcast. I don't know how you listen, but let us know through direct messages and DMs and whatever comments uh, on Instagram. We're there as mil underscore at work. Find us there. Uh, anything else? No, you said it all, LG. I said it all. Thank you for listening. And we hear, no, we talk to you again soon. Next week. <laughs> Next week, yeah. Bye. Bye. I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial.